0: This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Samuel Uluwashiun Hazan. Remain blessed as you listen. I mean, they sang the song with a bit of uh, American English, you gotta have faith, yeah. God bless you kings and priests, but really we have to have faith, we have to believe. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your presence. We ask, oh God, that your word will open up unto us again. And you strengthen us in faith. and Enable us to do your will always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, in the morning we established, you know, okay, one of the things we said is, um, one of the evidence that you have faith is that you will pray, right? And because you have faith, you really pray. As in, the more faith you have, the more you'll be committed to prayer. Right? So, you cannot pray if you don't have faith. But then, when you have faith, how we also know is that you pray, we'll see, you know, it will be evident through your prayers. Amen. So, um, we want to just delve a bit deeper. We said there are different kinds of prayers. You know, the Bible established that, Ephesians 16, that we read, said, pray with all manner of prayer. And the Lord Jesus, in saying different things about prayer, it appears as if not all what he said is applicable every time. Because one place said, it's not by vain repetition, it's not by many words. Amen. Because your Father knows what you need. We read that in Matthew 6. And in other places, you give parable that say, you need to continue. Praying. Pray without season. He himself prayed all night. In praying all night, what was he praying for? Was he praying for his needs? I mean, when he needed to multiply bread, what did he do? He just took the bread. Say, where is it? They they gave him. He did what? He blessed it. How do you bless food? You know, it's very interesting in my house, depending on how hungry they are or how enticing the food is. You know, you see your mind of prayers. Lord, thank you for this food. This will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, Wait, what did you do? I pray again. Say, thank you, Lord, for this food. As we eat this food, we'll grow stronger. You know, but the only is, thank you, this will be in Jesus' name. Amen. As in, everything is just at once. Because, of course, sons of men, they are either hungry or the food is just too enticing. And let's not waste time. So, Jesus in blessing bread, he just, thank you, Father, is blessed. It wasn't long prayer. Amen. I mean, have you been to dinners where they ask somebody to pray for food and a <laughs> salmon was going on? No. <laughs> and men will be, I mean, in those times, he just blessed the food. And he gave it to them. And they break it and it was multiplying, right? It wasn't long prayer. But you still see him going on. I mean, if, you are to give, if I give you, if I call you, maybe, bro, Jeffrey, you're fasted seven days I will now say, see, these are 5,000 people. You have only this, let's even help you with a loaf of sliced bread. You know, it's not five. Now, this is the loaf of fiber you have for 5,000 people. Feed them. How much prayer would you want to pray? You know, if your faith is not strong, you will want to spend time praying, as in you want to see the bread multiply first, right? (laughs) Before you give. But that shows us that different kind of prayer for different kind of situations. The Lord spent time praying. But even when he was going to raise Lazarus, he said, Father, I thank you because you hear me or you have heard me. Lazarus comfort. How many of us have tried praying for dead people before? (laughs) Or you've seen where men are? Who said eh? You've not. Well, it's one of the things you should think of from time to time. Let God have you, you have. How long did you pray? (laughs) If you've read stories about even men who raised the dead. In some instances, maybe prolonged, but it was not forever prayer. Because if you have faith, all you need to do is to pray with that faith. exercise that faith in prayers and you see results. Amen. So that's why I want to look at the prayer of faith. There are different kinds of prayer. Prayer of consecration—you are submitting yourself to the Lord. Prayers, you know, of communion, like when they were waiting for the Holy Spirit to return. Act one. The Bible said they continued steadfastly; they were in one accord in prayer because it was prayer for endurance, you, you know, you pray it long. If you are fasting, when the Lord Jesus told them, let's let's let me let's just read what Jesus said about prayer. We we'll just see those things quickly. And to, So that we can go systematically. Okay, Matthew 6. Let's start from Matthew 6 from verse 5. Matthew 6 from verse 5. Um, media, will you help me or I should help myself? Okay, from verse 5, we're going to like verse 8. So, so and when you pray, when you pray, meaning you should, you should not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the corners of the street that they may be seen by men. That's talking about the motive. What's the motive for your prayer? Jesus said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Because the concept of supplication is an expression of need, dire need. When you say serious need, as in, if I don't get this, you know, my life depends on this. That's the attitude with which we approach some kind of prayers. Prayers of consecration prayers of commitment, prayers of endowment with power, prayer in tongues, prayer in the Holy Spirit. Those kind of prayers, you pray them over and over, and you pray them for hours. Amen? Amen? So, and the motive is your need of God. Here, he said, you know, he's addressing motive in prayer, which is important to God as well. Those who do this, stand, he said, I say to them, they have their reward. In other words, whatever it is they are praying for, they are not going to get. Verse six. When you pray, go into your room. Uh, this is the New King James. In the Old uh, King James, he actually says, "Closet." Amen. Go into your closet. Now, he could have said, "Go into your house," but even here, it was specific. Go into your room, meaning a private, secluded place. Last, um, well, it was this year when we considered personal prayer at our PCG. We mentioned three uh, criteria for prayer. What did we say? A quiet place, right? We remember that. A quiet place. Because James uh, 5 that we've read, we spoke about earnestness, focus, commitment, concentration. So you need a quiet place. We mentioned another thing, a quiet time only one person is answering me or pastor is also answering the rest of us have we forgotten a quiet place a quiet time and the third one is what a quiet mind a quiet heart so you don't want distractions when he says go into your room it didn't say go into your house old king james he said go into your closet and closet is a in fact if you check the king james uh, the greek Concordance, the meaning, it to say a secret room or a storage chamber as in store. I mean, do, do people go into the store to play? They're probably not coming there to look for anything except when it's time for whatever it is they kept there. So the motive for prayer is important to God. But even then, it desires intimacy, secrecy. You don't do intimate things in the open. Amen. So go into your room. Shut yourself, pray to your father which is in secret, and your father which is in secret shall reward you openly. Next verse. When you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the hidden things, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So it's not many words that uh, determines answer to prayer, especially the prayer of faith. There are some prayers that require the discharge of certain burdens. Amen. We'll look briefly at that as well. But let's go on verse 7. Uh, verse 8 it said, Do you not be like, to, uh, like them? Your father knows what things. Now, this is where the prayer of faith comes in. It relates to things, needs. He knows what things you have need of before you ask him. Amen. That's one uh, area. So he established those, the principle, uh, the motive for prayer, the place, how you conduct your prayer. It's important, secrecy, intimacy. Uh, let's also see Matthew 7. These are some of the things the Lord Jesus said about prayer. Before we get proper into the prayer of faith, I've said it by God's grace as we go on. We look at different kinds of prayers as we uh, execute God's will and desire for our lives, for the life of people around us, whether they are believers or not, and then for our community, for our nation. Amen. Matthew 7, from verse 7. Matthew 7, say, ask. Some translations will say, keep asking. That, like we have seen, depending on the kind of prayer and what you're praying for. It's what? Dependent on that. Ask, and it will be what? Given. Actually, we, anyway, let's, let's go on. If a good, We are good fathers, good parents. When you know that your children really need something... How long does it take for them to ask before you give it? You want to teach him a lesson that he needs to learn to ask and be persistent. So you deny him that thing so that he can keep asking. Would you do that? Knowing that it is a true and sincere need. No. You say, ask and it will be given. Now, what is a need? It's different from wants or just plain desire. You have fed these children well. And now they're asking you for biscuits. That one, they can keep asking. Amen? Depending on the kind of parents you are. Like in our own PCG, when we talk about uh, training children, one of the things we mention that you need to train children in is actually their health. Healthy Amen? Healthy eating. It is important that children learn it early. Part of the problem with some people is that everything that passes by, adults, people who have complications with cholesterol and some, everything that passes by they have to eat. There are people like that. They don't know what is good. Even when they have, you know, we've seen some patients, some people will tell you, see, now something go keep person. You know, a patient you are feeling for, you are trying to counsel this person. I hey, don't do this. You say, my brother, now something go kill person. Let's move we chop the one that I will go chop. And then when we finish, you know, say we don't enjoy. That's somebody that has no control. You know, so I know someone too that used to say, see, now till I chop, I go carry go. Hmm? So let me eat the one I can eat while I'm still here. When I don't come out, I don't feel chop again. And this people... Are having health challenges. So we need to train children in that. So in that essence, you, 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 you should tell them, no, when it's time for that, knock, uh-huh, you know when to give it. And then in moderation, please. So ask, it will be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. Uh, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks. Later in James, will say, you don't have because you have not asked. Have you actually asked? That's another thing. We'll look at that. So everyone who asks, this is God speaking, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Everyone who, if you have truly asked, you will receive. So the question of how you ask, how you actually presented your request comes to play. For there's no serious-minded person that will entertain some casual requests from some people. Even children, you teach them to ask for things properly. Somebody is eating. Water, water. I say, who are you talking to? Because I just noticed that at some point, water, are, water, are, water, are, water. Say, ah excuse me, in this house. <laughs> who are you talking to? Okay, later they graduated to, I want water. I want water. I said, ah, do you have a servant here? You say, please, I want water. We are getting to the level now where, before anybody starts eating, see, get your food by yourself and carry your water. We are almost there. Yeah? <laughs> we all just say, water, water. I, say, I want water. Give me one. Give me, you know, you say, please give me even though it's always there by the side. But, you know, the the most interesting that I just wondered how I grew up is that you even give them the cup. They'll just put mouths and expect you to be pushing. <laughs> I'm like, my friend, will you hold the cup by yourself? And they just do it over and over again. You give them the cup, they'll put mouths and like, uh-uh, hold it by yourself and drink. Hmm? So we're teaching children to ask, correctly. So in approaching God, so how do we ask? Those things are important. Everyone who asks will receive. It's a promise and God does not lie. Everyone who seeks will find. Everyone who, you know, the door will be uh, opened. Um, next verse. Or what man is there among you? Who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? If, or he asks for fish, you give him a serpent. Next verse. Says, so if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? Have you actually asked? So God is good. The goodness of God is one of the bases of our faith. Amen? The goodness of God. That you are truly in need and that you ask. God is good and he will give. Amen? Let's also see um, Matthew 17. Now, because we're looking at the prayer of faith, but let's just see what the Lord said about prayer. And then we'll get into um, the depth of what we really want to see. Matthew 17 from verse 19. This is after he had come down from a mount of transfiguration, and uh, you know he went with three of his twelve. Only three were there with him that actually saw the transfiguration. When he came down, the others had been praying, Come out! In Jesus' name, get out! We bind you! And the devil they were binding, you know, it was just... The- <laughs> Pastor Richard used to tell a story then, and let me not, but uh, for those who know the story of deep, you know, what's your name? What are you doing? How many? You don't need all those questions. Come out of him in Jesus' name. That's all. Amen? So, the, after the Lord came and said, let's start from verse 18. Verse 18, Jesus rebuked the demon, and he came out, and the child was cured from that very hour. Verse 19, then the disciples came to him privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Now, this is another kind of prayer. Because prayer is not one way. Like we said, it's relationship. Evidence of relationship is communication. Did I say that in the morning? I hope I said it. I, there are many things I thought I said. I wrote out, but I don't know. <laughs> you know. Communication is not one way. Amen? It's two way. So there is prayer. There's something called prayer of inquiry. Prayer that is seeking for answers. Especially when you need to take decisions or you are looking for guidance. There is that kind of prayer. That type of prayer too, sometimes it may be protracted as you seek yourself. Because it requires humility. And one of the ways you humble yourself is by fasting. You set aside time, focus on the Lord. You are searching. So they came to him. Because in praying for, you know, inquiring of God for different things... Answers will come. Amen. So they came to him privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Now, his answer. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say unto you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, say to this mountain. That's why James uh, 5 said, the prayer of a righteous man is effective. When there is faith, you will always see results. Probably the reason you've not seen results is that you've not grown, you've not acquired. Because there is great faith. Jesus himself said, somebody, you know, wow, amazing. But he said, even if it is little, small, as long as it is there, you will see the result of it. He said, if you have faith, ask a mustard seed. People who went to Jerusalem have tried to look for mustard seed. It's probably, say, it's smaller than a grain of rice. Huh? I mean... You know, let's just we. I don't know how many of us know mustard. We don't know what mustard looks like, but at least we know rice. So, because Jesus spoke within the context of what they could relate to, we know the principles. We've gone through that. You know, I'm reminding us of all some of the things we do. Principles of biblical interpretation, right? We studied that. Was it this year or last year? We've lots at the PCG, and if you have not been at PCG, you are really missing. He spoke in context, what they could relate to. Historical gap. We don't. We have that geographic and historical gap right now. I've not seen mustard seed before. Uh, how many people have gone to Jerusalem here? Ah, nobody, or not yet. Let's say not, not yet. Because we need to go, right? At least it may not add anything to your spirituality. You will go to heaven even if you don't go to Jerusalem. Amen. But at least let's go as stories and see it, will you know, bring some understanding. So, but we have rice. We don't have mustard seed. So if you have Faith as small as one grain of rice. What can that do for anybody? It cannot even feed one chicken. Because even chicken eat more than a grain of rice. Even the day old chicken. But Jesus said, as seemingly insignificant as that tiny seed is. If that is what your faith is, you can still move mountains. Amen? So if you speak to the mountain, move from there to there. It will move and nothing with that tiny seed of faith. Nothing will be impossible for you verse um however however even though there is faith he said the situation they were dealing with does not go out except by what prayer and fasting prayer and fasting prayer backed up with fasting meaning that but in casting out devils when did he do his prayer and fasting before the devil came or while the devil was there, or after, before. So the Lord Jesus, person of consistent prayer, he gave himself to protracted prayer. And those kind of prayer, it will be what? Prayer of consecration, dedication, prayer Of endowment, you know, prayer of edification. Uh, Jude twenty that we always quote: building up yourself in your most holy faith by doing what? Praying in. Are we following? Building up yourself in the most holy faith. Praying in. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in tongues. You can do that for hours because you are laying blocks. Of, you know, spiritual edifice. You are building up your capacity for the power of God to flow through you. Or for you to be able to minister. Those are some prayers that you pray for extended periods. Amen. And the Lord gave himself to that. Now, you can. I, I've read the story of um, a man of God, Lester Sumrall. He's, um, he was one of the generals in our contemporary time. You know, God used him mightily missionary fields, and God used some of them to bring some things into the kingdom that many of us, we may not know where some of those knowledge come in, but they were people that were pioneers of the faith, and they brought the illumination. One of the things that made his ministry, well, the one major thing that actually gave him global prominence, he's an American, but he was a missionary in the Philippines, and there was a girl that was possessed that several the people have prayed, they called him, but He felt led to go and pray first. I don't know whether it was three days he did or seven days. He gave himself to prayer and fasting and asking God for direction. So after that time, he came back and he ministered to that girl. And it became national news in the whole of Philippines that the whole nation started paying attention to his ministry. And from there, you know, his ministry went global and then he came back to the U.S., you know, his latter years, established Bible school and everything, you know, several things and all. So, in some cases, I'm saying this so that in case you meet a situation where you could not tackle immediately, don't feel too bad. It's good that you live a life of prayer and fasting, it will build up capacity for certain things, amen? But in case you face it, this man's example is one, he went back, and there are several instances, you know, contemporary times, that God will Help it go and pray first, you know, because it's you are building up capacity and then you're asking direction, what should I do? How should I do it? And then after that, you've been endued, God has spoken, you know, then you come out and do that. And when you are dealing, it's not no, go, don't go, don't, no, 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 you cast it as Jesus said, it does not go out. So, but what was being built in that process? Faith, the word of God will come. The spirit of God will come. Spiritual capacity will also come. Amen. So he said, but faith as a monster said, as small as that, it will achieve results. Amen. So we can see that faith is important in praying the prayer of faith. And this prayer of faith is not prolonged. Other prayers, other things can help support this. Amen. But when it's time to exercise faith for whatsoever it is. That's not a time for long prayers. How do we actually do that? Um, let's see. One of the things the Lord also said about prayers. Matthew 18, verse 19. agreement. That's like prayer of agreement. That's another kind of prayer. It requires faith. Now, prayer of faith. It can involve agreement between two people. Let's see Matthew 18, He uh, 19. It said, if two of you shall... Agree on earth concerning anything. You know, many preachers have been saying this that all the people that are going to space or Mars, Jesus said, is when you agree on earth, oh, that he mentioned on earth. Well, we don't know yet until people travel to space and try to pray. Amen? But the principle is simple agreement. Of course, at that time men were on earth, right? Children of God were on earth. How many of us are trying to travel to space? You have that dream. It is well with you. (laughs) So, if you agree, if you agree concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them. Agreement also requires faith. Now, most times people come together, they can actually pray in agreement. But if there is unbelief on any one of the parties, that prayer is nullified. Amen? Because that means agreement. It's not complete, because agreement here means that there is unity in the faith. There is conviction, equal conviction, and then that position is maintained. Amen? So, agreement also requires faith. Let's just go to uh, Luke, Mark, Mark 11. Let's just get quickly, or let's quickly read James 5, no, James 1. Let's read James 1. Because James five also talks about the elders coming together to pray for the sick, it's like a agreement. It said, if there's anybody sick, call the elders, let them pray for him, and then he said, the prayer that is made in faith shall save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. So, even in praying for the sick, collectively praying for a situation, there needs to be agreement in faith, and that faith needs to be maintained by all involved. For uh, results to be seen. Amen. But James 1, 5 to 5-8. As we zero in on the prayer of faith. James 1, 5. Then we'll come back to the words of the Lord Jesus. So if any of you lacks wisdom. Here he's using wisdom. But later you see that he actually talks about anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally and without reproach. God don't call you stupid for asking for wisdom. It won't shame. You say, so that's what you're asking for. You, you don't, okay. But it will give without reproach. So let's not be ashamed. I've not finished reading. Thank you. Thank you for being quick. Uh-huh. And it will be given. So that should give us boldness to ask. Just the same way your children, they don't care how you feel, whether you are tired or not. They just come to ask. Right? You know, you are eat, They have eaten their food you are now eating. At one point they used to ask, what is that? They <laughs> said, daddy, what is that? I said, it's my food. Eh, it's your food. What are you eating? As they grow, we have, we have reduced their faith for those kind of, you know, we are the ones teaching them not to have faith, to ask for your food after they've eaten their own. But they will come boldly. Give me. They are not concerned. They, they are not thinking that you will say no. So, in approaching God also, the Lord wants us to come boldly. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us come boldly. Boldly. Of course, you are not coming disrespectfully. You are not coming uh, proudly. You are coming humbly, but boldly. Amen. Because there is assurance that you will receive. So, God does not reprove. Verse 16. Um, verse 6. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. You know, when he talks about wind, he talks about uh, strange doctrines. That means every kind of thought. That's that the wind he's speak of, speaking of here. Your mind will be driven here and there. You will lose focus from what you are believing or trying to receive. Because you just be looking at situation and circumstances. You will be turned around. He who doubts it's like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Amen. Is God wicked? Is God wicked? But let's picture this scenario. Somebody has a serious need for something. And God is saying, if the, even the man has asked... But because he's doubting, he will not get what he's receiving. Does that sound like wickedness? God is righteous, but he's a God of principles. So that's why as children of God, he's telling us that the just must live by faith. And I've seen that this is why sometimes some Christians experience defeat. We are children of God. We experience challenges. Our faith wavers. Concerning certain things. And we need to get ourselves to the place of strength. To the place of, you know, constancy. Concerning those things that are still challenging us. Amen. So, we will not receive if we are wavering. Amen. He's a double-minded, unstable in all, even general. Amen. Let's go to Mark. This is the Lord speaking. And then we'll just highlight certain characteristics of the prayer of faith. Mark 11, from verse 20. From verse 20. He had made a pronouncement on the fig tree. And um, someone still asked me, I think my... Who was it that asked me that question recently again? That why would the Lord demand fig from the tree when it was not the season of figs? And bridging the historical gap, the... um, what they call it, well, the cultural gap. Yeah, If you understand the vegetation of that time, we've not seen fig tree before. But even before the season of mangoes, right, you begin to see some mangoes on the tree. The season has not fully come, but you see them tiny. It may not be big. We can't eat unripe mangoes, immature mangoes, but it's not the case with fig tree. Um... It's been said, scientifically, that the fig, once it starts growing leaves, starts producing the fig, the fruit, and the fruit is actually edible. It may not be ripe, it may not be fully mature, but it is still edible and it's not poisonous. If you eat unripe mango, what will happen? I mean, we had cases of children when we were young, eating unripe mango, stomachache and all. It's just like unripe plantain. It's not poisonous. In fact, some people, unripe plantain and beans... Hmm. Boil it. Put it on your beans. Nicely prepared beans. It's a wonderful meal for some of us anyway. <laughs> so that's why the Lord went there. The fig had leaves. But there was no fruit. Which is an anomaly. It was not the season of figs. Meaning you might not see mature or ripe figs. But by the way the tree was designed. Once it starts producing leaves. they're supposed to be fig leaves. I mean fruit for eating. So that's why he said, let no man eat from you thereafter. That was deception. Deception. That was just the thing there. So, but he had spoken to the leaf. Now in the morning as they passed, the next day, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. That's Mark 11, 20, verse 21. And Peter remembered, he said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you caused has withered away and so jesus answered and said to them have faith in god amen have what faith in god now he is god or some people say have the god kind of faith it is an anomaly he did not make fig uh, trees not to produce once they start uh, showing foliage there has to be fruit. So This one is different. This one is not conforming. So, he was not demanding from it what it couldn't give. God doesn't make such. He says his commandments are not burdensome. He doesn't ask you to do what you can't do. Or what he has not given you grace to do. Amen? Amen. God does not demand from you what he has not given you capacity to do. He's a good God. So... Going on, he said, I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, it will have whatever he says. Judging scripture with scripture, you know that it's not whatever, it is whatever is in accordance with his word and his will. Amen. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you whatever things you you do what whatever things you ask when you when you pray you should do what believe that you receive them and you will have them Let's read verse 20 um this talk about forgiveness let's go to verse 23 again 23 24. Let's, let's read it together. Amen. Let's read from the transition on the screen. One to go. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, we've looked at confession before, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have what? Whatever he says. Verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. The prayer of faith. The first principle that you, know, you will see is that most times it relates to personal needs. Personal needs. Now, most of the people Jesus healed, he will always ask them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And many of them it will say, Yes, I believe, and say, Go, your faith has made you whole. That's why somebody's faith cannot always work for you, especially if you are if they are not directly responsible for you spiritually and in a in an emotional, I mean, in an emotional state, if you're an adult. You need to learn to grow your own faith. The just shall live by his faith. His faith. Your faith. So the prayer of faith is personal. Amen. For your personal needs. Now you may be involved with people. That's why God also made room for agreement. Where people are involved in the situation is a circumstance with husband and wife, family situation, Both of you must now have faith. You must strengthen each other in faith. Amen? So, whatever things you desire when you pray. So, it's based on personal needs, personal space. Of course, for your children, you can exercise your faith for their healing. But as they grow, especially as they get into teenage years, they need to learn to believe God from themselves. Because sometimes you will pray. You might find that your prayer is not working again for the child then it's showing you that that season has come for that child to grow in faith and believe. I mean, uh, one statement I grew up hearing from my dad a lot. You know, he will say it in Yoruba. As in situations will come up, as in my salvation cannot save you. So you have to believe and save yourself. Amen. He used to I as in so one person's faith will not always work for the other. You can agree, but there is need for you to be strong in faith because where there is agreement, if one person wavers, the whole prayer is nullified. Jesus said where there is doubt, you can't receive. So it's important that we you know the unity of the faith is maintained. So but for prayer of faith, your prayer of faith will work for you regardless of what others think, especially where the situation concerns you personally. So personal issues, prayer of faith is very, very key and essential. Amen. Now, number two things you need to know. Faith is based on the word of God. Amen. So you must have a sure word. What is the will of God? Where God's will is not known, it's difficult to have faith. In those cases where you don 't even know what God wants you to do, you are deciding uh, should I study okay for the teenagers, should I study medicine or should i should I study what else should I study architecture you know or you are deciding should I invest in this business or should I invest in that business if you are making that decision if you are in that kind of quandary, or should I relocate to u k Or should I relocate? Then why am I? (laughs) Should I relocate or should I not relocate? Let's put it that way. Because some people don't don't just get swallowed by the bandwagon. All your family members have traveled. Say, what am I doing here? No. Ask. You need to decide first. When you know God's will, then faith can come. So some things are clear in the scriptures healing, clear in the scriptures. Amen. Because Jesus died for our healing too. By his stripes. He said the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He bore our griefs. He bore our uh, miseries. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we were healed. So healing is clear. But you must have faith. So your personal healing. And then your child. A child that is under your care. A young person probably who has not learned the things of the faith that is under your care. Your faith can work for that person. But for someone who has known the scriptures, who is old enough to make a decision to understand what Jesus has done. Your faith may not work. Because even the Lord Jesus, many most of those that came to him for healing. Now, there, there are healings that can come because of God's mercy. There are healings that take place based on the anointing of God upon his servants. There are healings that work that way. But for many people, healing is based on faith. And then even for those who are healed by the anointing, some people will say uh, is, um, that's why some people don't believe in ministers, because when they prayed for them, they actually got better. But because they've not been strengthened in faith, the symptoms come back, some of them succumb again, and as if those situations come back again. There have been people like that. It all boils down to not having faith. So it's so essential. So you need to know the word of God. What is the will of God? Get a clear word. Amen. Now, another thing you see in this scripture. For the prayer of faith. When do you believe that you receive? Amen. Did you get my question? It says, therefore I say to you. Now, let's read verse 23. Let's read Verse 23. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, he believes, will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. And then he now said whatever, verse 24. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things you ask, when you Pray. Believe that you do what? Are we reading together? I need us to say this because if from the message on confessions, we said words create, right? Words also strengthen. Sometimes the word that will create faith in you is what you say. So it says, whatever things you ask when you, when you, when you pray, what should you do when you pray? When you pray, you should do what? Believe that you receive them. So, when actually did you receive? Huh? When you believe. And when did you exercise your belief? When you pray. So, somebody is sick. And the scripture is clear on healing. Prayer, Lord, if it is your will, I will be healed. No. No. That, if it is thy will, what kind of prayer is that? Prayer of submission, prayer of consecration. And when you don't know, you're asking for a revelation of the will of God. The Lord Jesus that prayed that prayer, he came into understanding. In fact, he knew that it was God's plan for him to go to the cross. What he wasn't sure of is if the cross could be taken away. So, and that was what he was saying. If it is your will, let it be taken away. But if it is not, thy will be done. Submission, consecration. That's when you pray that. Healing. Did Jesus die in vain? So, healing already God's will, especially for young people. Now, it may be different when somebody is over 80 or now, even then, healing is sure. God's desire is not for sickness to kill his children. Amen. It is not good, even for an older person. Because there's a tendency, like when my granddad was sick, he he died at 78. He was diagnosed of um, cancer when he was in his late 70s. I think like 74, 75. So treatment, treatment. At some point, we were just visiting the hospital. Even me, I had known that these doctors, that was in, um, you know, the teaching hospital in Lagos. They kept postponing the surgery. They postponed, postponed. So they are expecting that the baba is old anyway. Even if we do this, nothing might come out of it. Eventually, of course, he passed on from that. At that age, some people will just give up and say, Well, God, let me just go. Don't waste money. Don't do anything. It's in the Bible, you know, Elisha, the great Elisha that inherited double portion. When the Bible says, you know, the sickness that would kill him. I'm like, why would God allow that? But, but whether old or young, in this dispensation that Jesus has come, healing is for everybody. Even if somebody is going to die in his old age, it doesn't, it shouldn't die of, a child of God should not die on cre- or of sickness. Amen. So it is God's will that he be healed. Amen. So, but when do you believe when do you actually receive your healing? It's the moment you pray. Amen? So, so this is a challenge to many, many Christians. Because you've prayed, but you still have the symptoms. The question now is, have you been healed? What will be the answer? It's not very convincing. The answer is what? Yes. Because this is what Jesus said. And that is why the Bible will always tell us now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Meaning that what you are expecting, you have it. You have evidence that you have it. Even though it has not manifested. That's why people who are not Christians don't understand. And that's why those of all, if you are not strong in faith and the Lord, I mean mean, we've spoken about light, if you are not illuminated by the Holy Spirit, you won't understand. It will be a challenge. He said, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and then you will have them. So when do you receive? When did you actually receive? When you prayed. When you asked. That's why I said earlier, did you actually ask? Because... If you understand this. Then. You know this is what makes some people. To have a prayer journal. And they will write the date. And time they asked for something. Because. Going by. What the Lord is teaching us. They are not supposed to ask for it again. Amen. If you are to pray about that matter. What will be the nature of your prayer? Thanksgiving. Because you say, Lord, thank you for what I received on so, so, so day. Because your word says, when you pray, you believe. Of course, I believed when I asked. That it has not manifested. Does not mean the prayer has not been answered. That's why I said, how did you ask? Because for most people you have asked. You have not seen. You will go back to ask again. Meaning that the first prayer is nullified. So, but where there is faith. And faith comes by hearing. So, the, the, we will look briefly where we look at that. How do you approach the prayer of faith? But this is the prayer of faith. You pray. You believe. And you receive when you ask. And that is when you shall have them. Amen. Now, some blessings... May take a process of time to be fulfilled. Like you are praying, for example, God has given you a word that you will be the president of Nigeria. Is that likely to be fulfilled instantly? Because, huh? It can. God can do all. They will just come. All, there will just be a consensus and a doctrine of necessity, or what they call that thing. Oh, yeah, let him be. It can happen. But most likely you need to check into the political process. Sign up with a party and keep growing through the ranks until that season comes. But if God has spoken it to you, amen, and you have prayed it, then you have received it. That's why when we looked at confessions, like you pray, you believe. There are things you need to do. Things that show the evidence of your faith. The appropriate work. Some people have said, uh, just believe like it is. Or act like it is. No, no, no. Don't just act like it is. You believe and then because you believe you are walking and doing things that line up with your belief. Some people will pray for the sick. They say, oh, okay. You, the person was shivering or oh, seriously shivering. they I not saying, stand up. If you believe you're being here, just stand up and walk around. Just act like it is. If that person does not have belief, it will take one step and it will feel one, wah, wah in the head, right? You say, ah, no, 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 no. I have not. And But the first place huh, is actually building that faith. So how do you, you know, build faith? So prayer of faith, when you pray, it, it is, you are praying out of belief. Sometimes we pray out of desperation. Lord have mercy. And truly the Lord has mercy. He answers us. I've prayed such prayers before. Uh, I was in school. For the first time in my life, I was faced with the prospect of repeating a class. In fact, when I told some of my cousins back then that I had three receipts, they say, eh, you failed an exam. They say, no, 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 I didn't fail. I had receipts. They said, no, we didn't go to school. You failed. <laughs> because, of course, my cousins were great. They say, no, they, no, we didn't go to school. You failed. So you have receipts in some courses. I say, no, I didn't fail. You say, ha, because it was unbelievable that I will ever fail. Even to me, in me, I feel that as in. So it was so challenging that year that my prayer was, Lord, just have mercy on me. Don't let me. Re-. I didn't believe that. I don't know how it could. But out of mercy, God answered. I just had three receipts. I was able to write them and then move on. I didn't have any extra year. It was Asu that gave me. Assu strike gave me like two and a half extra years in school, almost three years extra because of Assu strikes cumulative. But God will help our nation. That will be a thing of past in Jesus' name. That prayer that year was out of mercy, as in desperation. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. He's a merciful God; He will answer. But he who comes to God, He said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. In some situations, He will answer out of mercy but for sustained and consistent results it wants us to operate by faith amen so you build your faith before you pray amen you build your faith on any matter before you pray because the challenge is most people will say they've prayed but you've not done the work of building yourself in your most holy faith. We said prayer in the Holy Ghost can help you. Meditation on the word of God. On the word you have received for that situation. Not somebody else's word. That's another thing. When we spoke about confession then, one of the things we said is that you must, the, the, your confession must be yours. As in, it is yours. Not that you had it from Sister Debbie. Because Sister Debbie, you know how Sister Debbie the, ha, ha, ha. when she's talking and laughing, say, ha, ha ha ha. No, no, no. You know, there's a way she does it on all those, those are our videos. I can't really imitate her very well right now. There's a way she talks and laughs. You say, ah, Sister Debbie is sharing testimony of you know, business breakthrough. You just carry her confession. You have not received the word that she received. Maybe you even want to use the same scripture or the same confession. Have you meditated upon it? Have you owned it? Because nobody owns, nobody has monopoly over the Bible. In fact, over the words of God. That's why some people can share testimony because they had somebody's testimony. Faith grew in their heart. Amen? So, believe that you receive them. Is that before you pray, before you pray is when you need to build your belief. So that when you pray out of faith, you can actually document Ah, on this day, this day, this day, I prayed, I believed, I received. Thereafter, what happens is thanksgiving, and then you stay in the place of consistent confession. And then you do the necessary actions that will back up your belief. Amen. That's the prayer of faith. It works for, on a personal level. Now, how do you prepare for this? Number one is to get a word from God. You know, to pray the prayer of faith... Just be sure that you have a word from God. God can speak to you. It can be true prophecy. Somebody can witness a scripture to you and the scripture, there's an agreement in your heart about that matter. There's that possibility. You can read and like, Lord, this is the scripture I want to stand on. And you start meditating upon it until conviction as in light from that scripture breaks out upon your heart. It's not just to carry the scriptures uh, casually. Amen. God can give you a word. For example, some people, God has promised them that they will still go to the UK or to the US or to Canada. God has spoken it. You won't see go to UK in the Bible. But by the witness of the Holy Spirit, some people have received that promise. They are not following the bandwagon of people who are just, is there any word like Jackpine Or people who just want to Japan? No, it's a promise. You back it up. So you receive a word. That is critical. Meditate upon it. When faith about the matter builds in your heart, you will have peace. One of the signals, one of the home, you know, that you are in the will of God, that you are achieving something in the realm of the spirit, is that the peace of God will reside in you about that matter. They say peace is the umpire of God's will. So if you are surrounded by an issue, a challenge or whatsoever, When you think about it, do you have peace? If you don't have peace over the matter, it shows that you have not yet come into faith. Because uh, Romans 14, uh, is it 17? They always tell us that what? Righteousness, joy. Those are the things by which you judge God's will. Peace and the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom. So when you think about the matter, do you have peace? Have you come into it? Because it is with peace and joy that you can draw with, from the wells of salvation. Amen? So you need to do that work. When the Bible also speaks of laboring to enter into rest. That is where the work is. Focusing on the word of God and addressing yourself. That will lead to another kind of prayer. You know, casting your cares upon God. When you don't have peace, you are worried about a situation. You need to get rid of that. Philippians 4, 6, 6 and 7, we'll read that. That's the first thing you need to do. If you are faced with any challenge at all, any situation, and you are troubled, the first thing is to secure peace in your heart. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says what? Be anxious. Let's have it on screen, please. Be, in the old King James, it says, be careful for nothing. Of course, growing up, they will tell you be careful. But here, as a child, we are reading the Bible. And for most of us, we grew up reading only the King James. And the Bible is saying, be careful for nothing. I said, well, what does this mean when they have always been telling you to be careful? He's saying, be anxious. This is the New King James. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be troubled. Even the Lord Jesus said it in John 14. He said, let not your heart be troubled. If there is an issue that when you think about it, you are troubled you are sad, you don't have peace, you have not yet come into faith. So that's the first thing that you need to deal with. Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. So first, you need to pray out that pain. You need to pray out that worry. You will do that by receiving peace from the Lord concerning that matter. Lord, I receive your peace. And you need to focus on the word that God has given you. You have not asked yet, but you need to know, you know, when he says all his works were finished, you need to be sure that God, you need to remind yourself of the goodness of God. That's when you need to pray in the Holy Spirit. Edifying yourself, because it shows that you are carrying a weight that seems stronger than you. And you are buckling under that weight. When you are strong enough in the spirit, what will happen? You throw it off. That uh, place in uh, Isaiah 27 that says, the yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. You read the modern, it says, you know, when you've grown, you cast off, the, you just break off that weight. So you need to pray in tongues. That's where praying in tongues comes in. Your fasting and prayer over the situation should be first to operate in the peace of God. So that when you think about the matter, you are at peace. Uh, you will have heard my story. Thirty-four, then, and not married. Pastor Fum is like, well, "I say, Ma, I have peace." <laughs> she was like, "What kind of peace is this? You are growing old. You are not doing anything. You are saying you have peace." I say, Ma, I have peace. Of course, we prayed together. We did everything, but that because when I was much younger, I think like before i graduated i was around 21 22 when the word of the lord came that was the first time i saw that scripture say none shall lack her mate and over the years i always declared i always prayed so i'm like ah, i have peace at some point i'm like god hey you know pastor richard made one very painful joke one day say you see you see do you see may he not be your best man or something like that. Because was, and see was, was a, you know, say, You see this boy, he's growing, stay there. <laughs> Such things can challenge you, it can trouble you. But like Lord, I have peace. And you kept declaring the word of God. So whenever I thought about the issue of marriage, then even though I keep telling young people, see, do what you can. Of course, I challenge my wife to say, you too, sit down in one place. You have sat down in one place, not to leave Abuja and go and then come back later. It's like it is well with us, sir. <laughs> But when you have peace about the matter, that is a sure sign of victory for you. Even if it delays, the Bible says it will surely come to pass. So the first thing is to pray yourself into peace. First Peter 5, verse 6, say, says, cast your cares. Cast it upon God. Lord, you've taken, you know, remind yourself that God has done it. Because if you have worry, you have anxiety, you will doubt. Even you have prayed, Lord, this thing, when the worry grips your heart, you will lose that faith and you will undo your prayers. James 1 that we said, said that man should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. Amen. But we want to receive and God wants us to receive. And you know, as we grow in God, as God teaches us, He will call us to account on some of the things we are hearing and some of the things we know where a child has not been taught as in children you don't expect to know anything they can spill their food you know they are just being childish but a 10 year old pours his food all over the table you call who hold him to account because you expect that he should know at one level concerning certain issues even as we grow in god he will still respond to us out of mercy but there will be issues that he will expect us to exercise our faith. Amen. And when we begin to gain personal victories. With our faith. That's when we can now step into the realm of interceding for others. For people. Because what we started with. When it says the spirit and power of Elijah. Elijah that came to say. According to my word. There shall be no rain. If he didn't have faith on a personal level. You know it would be difficult for him to go to the widow and say. The The flower shall not finish until this economy turns around. Amen? Because our personal victories will always translate, our personal and private victories will always translate into public victories. So we need to get it right concerning our own lives. That's when we'll be stronger in God. David said, the God that helped me to kill what? The bear and the lion. He would take down this Goliath. I know we want to be used by God. To speak to the lives of people, to speak to our community. Of course, we are praying for our nation. Some of us are still trusting God. Well, God willing that ah, you give a prophecy that comes to pass over the nations. It's not just because I mean we should desire those things. It's not so that they say, Oh, he's a prophet. You know, we have our motives. God will not answer that. But these are the riches of the kingdom that you pray for people and things happen. But you must win your own personal victory of faith. Amen? That's what Paul would say. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the confession you made in the presence of many witnesses. So get a word from God. Meditate on it. Get rid of your anxiety and your fear. Then you can stand in faith. Take note of the dates. Take note of the time. You table your request before God. And thereafter, you pray in thanksgiving. Making reference to the day and time that you asked and that you received. And then you continue your confession. And then you do what? works that show that you have faith. Whatever it is that is in line with what you are expecting from God, you do them. Amen? Abraham... Ninety-nine years old, Sarah, ninety years old. You shall have a son. No, Sarah was uh seventy-eighty-nine, because she was there's You shall have a son. They say <laughs> at this age, if they were fighting with each other and were just looking at each other, <coughs> how will Isaac have come? As they look, who knows when last they entered their bedroom together before that time. But because of the word of the Lord, okay, God has given us a word. Let's do this. And then, according to the season of life, came. Amen. What it is, what is it? Let me not speak like my song. Am me going... <laughs> Is learning to talk. So, so what it? What is it? No, because that's the way he answer. What it is? You know what? What this is, Daddy? What? What is this? You know, you say what this is. You know. So, what is it that you are believing God for? Do you have peace over it? Do you have a word from God over it? That is the beginning. Then, when you have secured that ground, pray in faith. Make your confessions. And Jesus said, go back to, let's end with Mark 11, verse 23 and 24. Or verse 24 said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, said what? Believe that you receive and you shall have them. You receive it, verse 23, Verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, this is the Lord himself. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them when you pray. Amen. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just ask for grace this morning. Is there anyone, let's pray, as in you, you, you've you been troubled about certain things. Sometimes this is where you need help, actually. This is where you call for agreement. First, to get rid of all that fear. First, uh, Peter 5, we didn't read it. It says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. He cares for you. I just want you to stand. If there's any burden in your heart, each time you think about that matter, You've been troubled. You are not at peace over it. It's difficult to get our prayers answered when we are troubled. Please just rise. Let's know if there's anyone here. Let's just pray with you to ask for the peace of God to come into your heart. To break off the the oppression of the enemy concerning those issues. So that you can easily operate in faith. Father Lord, as many whose hands are lifted as many that are standing because of the troubles and anxiety over issues in their life this day lord like you spoke you said my peace i give with you not as the world gives we command peace in their heart over those issues in the name of jesus lord we ask that there will be a release of heaven Release from heaven to help them to come into full assurance, concerning those matters in the name of Jesus. Help them to secure your word in their heart over those issues and help them to dwell in peace over those matters in the name of Jesus. Satan will say to you concerning them, take your hands off of their hearts. Let peace come into their emotions, into their will, into their souls, concerning those issues in the name of Jesus. The peace of God, dwells upon you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. Help us in the exercise of our faith. Help us to to be conscious of your goodness as a father. Help us to know that even before we ask, you know our needs. Help us to line up our will and desires according to your word. Help us to submit to you, God. Help us to cast all our cares upon you. Help us, Lord, so that we achieve more results, even with our faith. We give you praise, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.